As we look at our sermon today, we're looking at following the good news and not the bad. I don't know how you see the news, the general news that you see on TV, on the internet or whatever. Um, Whether you get a picture, whenever you think of breaking news, how often is it good news? There was a survey done over a few months about the news that was on TV, and this was a little while back, but the news that was on TV, and it's, it's a little bit subjective because some news is good depending on your situation, but they said there were some weeks where the news on the TV, 90% of it, you would class as bad news. It was negative things. And some years ago, um, in response to the amount of bad news that was on coming through TV, one of the TV stations tried to put in their newscasts good news spots, stories of good news, and it didn't succeed. They said people were more interested in the bad news. And maybe that's because we have an ear, we, we like to hear things that are not going so well or we worry about what's going wrong. And sometimes we can become consumed with the bad news. Some of the other, there was some research done just recently which has suggested that watching news, the general news on TV, is bad for your health. Bad for your mental health, bad for your um, physical health because it stresses people out. And they looked at a lot of the stories that happened. And recently when I was talking to somebody um, about an issue, they said, I can remember that. He said, I had to take two weeks off on stress leave because I couldn't cope with the news of the world. There was some stuff that was happening which just affected me so badly. So what about your life? What about in your life? Do you listen more to the the bad news or the good news? Right. The reality is for some of us, we need to hear the news. It's important for us. But do we listen more to the the bad or the good? Does the bad or the good affect us? Or are we drawn more to the bad news, like the gossip, the negative stories of people? Do we sometimes rejoice in the negatives that happen to people? Uh, Luther, when he was writing the um, explanations to the commandments, when he talked about do not bear false witness, he recognised that there were many people who were focused on talking about badly about other people. That was the first thing they talked about. And his explanation, he encouraged us, he says, the Bible says, always speak well of others and explain their actions in the kindest possible way. So maybe even back then there was this hint of people being drawn to bad news. Well, our reading today is Jesus comes on the scene and encourages us, and we'll talk why he encourages us to see the good news in a few moments. From verses 14 to 15 it says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So as we begin our message and as we start thinking about the good and the bad news and what goes on in our life and what role it plays in our life, here's a couple of things for you to ponder. What news are you following? What news is affecting you, affecting your decisions, affecting your actions, affecting your life? 
What news are you consumed with? The second thing is to ponder and think about is, what does it mean for you that Jesus is calling you to follow him? The good news. What does it mean for you that Jesus is calling you to follow him? The good news. Before these few verses, there's been some stirring news going around the community where John the Baptist has been. John the Baptist has come on the scene and he's been proclaiming and he's been telling people to prepare the way because somebody far greater than him is coming. He's been highlighting that someone new, someone with hope, someone that meant life would be better is about to happen. And he kept sharing that and he had gained a following and people were following him. And we know, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, we know people followed him so much that they were baptised by him. And on that same day, John the Baptist baptised Jesus. But in today's reading, we see a problem. There's a major problem. John the Baptist is arrested. Some significant people in the government have a problem with John the Baptist and they arrest him. Now, this situation could have been very bad news for Jesus. It could have been very bad news for Christianity. Because I don't know if you have people like this, but when bad things happen to the church, they sometimes, particularly if they're on the fringe or particularly if they're on the outside, they sometimes drop off. They're sometimes not interested. They sometimes don't want to be part of the church or Christianity because of what somebody in the church has done or what something's happened. And so this situation could have been a problem because it was a, the government had come in and arrested John the Baptist. And you'll find out if you go read a bit further into chapter 6, not only did they arrest him, they behead him, they kill him. So this could have been very bad news for Jesus and Christianity. It could have meant that if everybody just saw this part of the story and focused on John the Baptist, they could have given up on this new way of life, this new hope, They could have given up on Jesus, but fortunately they didn't. And the truth is, as Christians, as we live in the world, we will experience bad news, particularly relating to our faith. Some of the bad news comes because we have faith. And the bad news happens in these ways for us as Christians. It happens when people and things are more important than Jesus, especially in the church community. And to give you an example of that, sometimes people get so hung up about what we do or how we do things or the traditions that we have in the church that they become so focused on them rather than what Jesus is calling us to do. The message of the good news of Jesus that it's about forgiving all people, welcoming all people, allowing all people to be part of his church. And so... That is one way where the bad news sprouts up, brings, um, springs up in the church, is where we focus more on things that happen within the church than on Jesus, and that become more important. The second way that you can see bad news happen for Christians is when our, and we've seen this in the, the last number of years in a couple of circumstances, is when our faith is attacked by others by people on the outside. And sometimes they have a good reason to question the church. 
But often it comes from a position of not understanding the full message of the church. Sometimes as a church we have failed. We have failed in our responsibilities. And so we can feel condemned. And I've known people who felt condemned and left the Christian faith because they couldn't handle that they were part of the Christian community who doesn't get life perfect, doesn't get everything together perfectly. The third way bad news can happen for us is when we see Jesus calling our call as leading us away from something instead of leading us to something. And to give you an example of this, this is a story from a, a reformed alcoholic who became a Christian. He was meeting with his friends and who were still drinkers, who he used to meet at the pub with. And they said to him, do you really believe that story about Jesus turning water into wine? And his response was, I haven't experienced that yet, but what I have experienced is Jesus turned my beer into furniture, my beer into groceries, my beer into caring for my family. In other words, the money he spent on his beer, he was now spending on furniture and groceries and family because of his relationship with Jesus. And see, he saw Jesus calling him to something better, a life of forgiveness, a life where he was loved, rather than seeing that Jesus was calling him away from drinking beer with his mates. Now, the interesting thing is, he still didn't drink beer with his mates, but that wasn't the main story that he carried around. He didn't have regrets about what he had given up or how it was called to give up. And so sometimes as Christians, we can experience bad news when we focus on what we end up having to give up. And it could not be a physical thing, but it could be an attitude. It could be a pride thing. It could be a, a way of life that we've had. And the fourth reason we can see bad news is that we misunderstand the good news. We think the good news is more about what's happening on earth and we think that if we have a relationship with Jesus, all our life should just go smoothly. We shouldn't have any stress. We shouldn't have any worries. And yet if we go through the New Testament, if we look at the story of Jesus, if we go through the early church, particularly <coughs> read through Corinthians, you'll see that being a Christian does not make us immune from bad news on this earth. But being a Christian gives us hope and it's more about the future that God has given us, the future of eternal life and the future of having a guaranteed life with God. So what do we do when bad news happens? When bad news happens, from today's reading, the simple solution is this is to refocus on Jesus. There are many times in my life, and I've had some in the last couple of weeks, where um, I have not been focused on Jesus, where I've instead been focused on myself or the news or the, the problems that have existed, and it hasn't helped. But our call, and Jesus' call today in, John, in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 15, is to... to Believe the good news. Hear and believe the good news. And he calls repent. Now, often we think about repentance being something really um, terrible. But repentance is really, the, the real meaning of repentance is changing your focus. Changing your focus away from the bad news you're seeing and experiencing 
to the good news of Jesus. In other words, to put life into perspective of Jesus and his good news. From verse 15 we hear, the time has come. Jesus said the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. But what does this good news mean? What did the original hearers of when Jesus said, repent and believe the good news, what did they understand he was saying? Well, if you go to the New Testament with Jesus, Jesus doesn't unpack, he doesn't explain the good news. He doesn't go, oh, this is what I mean by the good news. There are sections within the New Gospels where we get to... Remember, this is early on the good news is, but it's not clearly laid out. And remember, this is early on in his ministry and he's explaining and he's saying these words. These are people, and he's explaining these words to people who had an understanding of what we know now as the Old Testament. And so when we go back to the Old Testament, we see the good news is this. The good news is being close to God. God is present in our life. The good news is peace and salvation are coming that you will be saved. The good news is that rescue, freedom and release will happen. And the good news is that you'll be protected from the wicked. And this is the message that people would have had in their mind, that these people that were hearing Jesus for the first time when he said, repent and believe the good news. Now remember also their context. These people were living in an age where... um, If you did not worship the government, you were putting your life at risk. You were putting your life at risk physically, but also you could be condemned. And so we have Jesus come onto the scene. And then they've had an introduction to Jesus through John the Baptist, but now John the Baptist is dead, but now they have Jesus, the real thing, who comes and says, repent and believe the good news. In other words, I am here God is here with you. And with God, you'll get peace and salvation. With God, you'll be rescued. You'll receive freedom and release. And you'll be protected from the wicked. This is the good news that they would have understood. And it's the good news for us as well. But there's still a bit of a misunderstanding. And the misunderstanding is that some people still thought that that was about just what was going to happen on earth. But this was about the future. This was about something far greater, far bigger. So when we then look at the early church to look at how is the good news understood by those early Christians a bit later on who had been following Jesus, who had got to understand Jesus, one of the things that you pick up within the New Testament is this, is that Jesus is the good news. Jesus is the good news because he is the physical presence of God. He is the one who is going to... He's not only God, but he's also going to make possible the future for us. And probably the best underlying explanation of the good news in a short form, it comes from 1 Corinthians 15, 1-6. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to underline this passage, highlight this passage, even photocopy this passage and put it somewhere. Because if you ever need to share what the good news is with somebody, this is a good passage to go to. It's a passage that makes it clear about what the good news is about. 
It says this, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. And whenever you hear the word gospel, think of good news, because that's what it means. I preach to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand. In other words, you have depended your life. This is to the church in Corinth who is now following Jesus. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. In other words, focus on Jesus and focus on what he's about to say next because it's Jesus who saves you. Not your good works, not your traditions, nothing else but Jesus For what I have received, I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. Now, those three things are important together because he's actually paid the price for our sins, but he's also overcome death, something none of us can do except with the help of Christ. And then he appeared to Cephas, then to 12, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Now this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, and what he's highlighting is that Christ died for all sins. And if you go to some of his other writings, such as in Galatians, you see that Christ died for all people, Jew and Gentile, man and woman, all people, all sins can be paid for, are paid for by Christ's death and resurrection. And this is the good news. So this is how the early church understands it. So we receive this good news as the church. That's what, this is the good news that we're called to follow. When we say we're following Jesus, we're following this good news. This message that Christ has died for us, that Christ loves us and forgives us all our sins. So what does it mean for us to live a life of following the good news and not the bad? What does it mean for us to live this life of being focused on the good news and not the bad? Now the truth is, and this is not just, don't, misunderstand me, all of us will experience bad news throughout our life. All of us will experience some bad news. But following the good news rather than bad means recognising God is constantly present and at work. Sometimes it seems like it takes forever to do something. Sometimes you're wondering when's he going to actually act. But keep recognising that God is constantly at present and at work. Secondly, it means to focus and rely constantly on Jesus. Which leads us is to put the bad news into the perspective of Jesus' good news. So when you think about the bad news that's happening, you know, in the last 12 months we've had some pretty tough things that have happened for some people. And some people consumed about, got consumed about all the negatives of COVID or all the negatives of another situation. But there are others who actually saw good things happening, and we've shared some of those. I saw in this congregation how people would contact each other more frequently and speak to them to see how they're going. 
But the reminder, even amongst COVID, is that COVID doesn't have the final say of our eternal life. So always put the, because we follow Jesus, put the bad news into perspective of Jesus' good news. And that means that we can live with hope, knowing we're always loved and forgiven by God. Each of us can live with hope because Jesus has come into this world as our good news. And following the good news and not the bad means helping others to hear and understand the good news of Jesus. Helping others to hear and understand that there is life beyond death. Quite frequently when I meet with people um, to, to plan and work, work towards a funeral service, one of the things many people are focused on, there's two things people are often focused on about people's lives. One is all the good stuff they've done in the past and that they're now dead. But there's a third thing that we talk about as Christians. And the third thing we talk about is the life that God has given us because of Jesus and the hope that that gives us. And some years ago when I was talking about this to somebody and she said, that's why I like going to Christian funerals and not non-Christian funerals. Because Christian funerals are all about the past. I'm sorry, non-Christian funerals are all about the past. Christian funerals are mostly about the future. About the future with God and they have hope. So following the good news and not the bad means that we go out of our way to help others to hear and understand the good news of Jesus. Think about times that you may experience with others who are going through difficult times. You have an opportunity to pray for them and with them. You have an opportunity to care for them, to show them some hope. You have an opportunity to say, look, if you need a listening ear, I'm here. Continue thinking about what it means that Jesus is the good news for us. Because after John was put in prison, the world didn't stop. Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. My prayer is that all of us are constantly repenting and believing the good news. In other words, we're constantly being refocused towards Jesus. Instead of being overawed by the the news, the bad news that we hear in life. We remember that we are loved and that God is with us and that God has given us a future. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful good news you give us. We thank you for the love you have for us. Pour down your Holy Spirit on each person here. May they always know that they are loved and forgiven and that Jesus is their good news. Lord, we pray for those people that we meet, that through us they can also hear and recognise and receive the good news of Jesus. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.